We officially suck Colts Nation. <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> Welcome to the Colts cast, everybody. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. I need to start muting my mic, man. I can't be messing with you. <laughs> what's Look, up, Colts Nation? What's down, Colts Nation? Yeah. We are. The Colts fall 24-17 to the Titans at home. We're now 1-2-1 and on the season. Very disappointing loss. I... <laughs> O two one in the AFC South now. I mean Jamal, I don't know where you want to start. Where I mean, oh, so many penalties, so many turnovers, no aggressive play calling. I mean, where where do we, where do we start? Where do we start? I, I want to start with next week checking DraftKings to see what or what our odds are for one of the AFC South because at the beginning of the season or during the summer it was like minus one thirty. It was like a guarantee. And I was, I was feeling so good. It's got to be and, like plus seven hundred now. I mean, we're the only we're the only team who hadn't done nothing. We've we've lost lost to two out of three teams in the AFC South. That's what I want to start off with. But second off, in all seriousness, what I do want to start off with is just let's just let's 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 get the the positive out the way today, man. Let's talk about this. I want to start with the tight end group because they were looking good. Yeah, I want to talk about the offense too. Let's yeah. Talk about them. All right, man. First off. Shout out to Grandson, Moali Cox, and Jelani, man. They were, I mean, they were really, that tight end core was looking clean. Everybody was good. I think, honestly, I think the only drop pass that came out of their core was Grandson. And I, it wasn't even his fault. It was a underthrown ball, and I think he actually called it out of bounds. Uh, he didn't get both feet down. So, really, that's the only one. But, I mean, he was balling. He had a couple catches. Jelani looked like he he was hungry for that third touchdown. He he was trying his hardest to get in there, and then Mo, yeah. of course, he got the touchdown too. Both actually, uh, both of Matt Ryan's touchdowns came to Molly Cox today. So um, the tight end, the tight end core was just eating. They were looking real good, and I mean, again, we're nowhere near where we need to be. But that was just so nice to see at least one core do what they're supposed to do and for the passing side. I, I can't speak on the run side because. It was too hard to tell what was going on in that shit show with the offensive line, uh, everything that was going on there. But passing-wise and catching-wise, tight end core is great. Yeah, I think the tight end group has to be the spotlight of the day for our offense. I mean, we got Mo Alley-Cox, Kylan Granson, Jelani Woods. All of our tight ends, they all showed their talent today. Mo Alley-Cox, like you said, he had two touchdowns. Led in receiving. Six mm. catches, 85 yards. Ah, Very strong after the catch. I I. I underestimated Mo Ali Cox. He looked really good today. Colin Granson also made some great catches as well. And not only that, he's just a versatile player. He's he's good on our special teams as well. Jelani Woods. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw my tweet. I was ready to say if he broke all those tackles to get that Bruh. touchdown, I was ready. I was ready to say he need to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> he had one catch today, but it was huge for 33 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, I really thought he was going to score on that play. Cause he was breaking tackles like he was an X-Men. I mean, pure mutant strength, what we <laughs> saw. 
Shout out our tight end squad. They were highlighted as a weak spot by a lot of people like a week ago. So I like what I saw today. Jamal, I I also really liked Alec Pierce. Mm-hmm. He, was he was really like, that dude today. Yeah. Four catches, 80 yards on six targets. Ugh. He made some crazy catches in this oh, game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one down the sideline was literally a replica of what happened last week. Uh, he's winning those one-on-ones. He made the adjustment on that deep ball throw from Matt Ryan because mm-hmm. Matt Ryan underthrew the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. But he still made the catch. He's been sensational when given the chance. I, I really think week one was a flute for him, man. I'm excited for this new weapon we have. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of our receivers were playing well. Michael Pittman, at least in the first half. he I don't think he was targeted in the second half. Yeah, I don't think he was. Yeah, he, he should have had those touchdown grabs, but it it's it's hard in the end zone working with so little of a space. Um, I think one of them he could have, you know, stepped, had his feet stepped in uh, the end zone a little better. Uh, Paris Campbell side in today. Yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, for him. Yeah, Stepped up to the plate, four catches, 43 yards. Didn't get injured. I like it. Boy. Naeem Hines wasn't really involved, but, I mean, shout out to our receiving group. Um, Mike Strawn had a drop. I think he was only targeted once. Yeah, he mm-hmm. wasn't great. But, yeah, what did you think about our wide receiver group? I thought that, I mean, exactly what you just said. I, I don't have anything, you know, big to add to that. They looked great when uh, those the Alec Pierce ball was phenomenal. Um, Pittman Jr., he was looking good. I, I just, I, I think my biggest gripe I have with, and this has nothing to do truly with the wide receiver and core, but it's, it's going back to what you said about Naheem. He he only he didn't have, touch the ball barely. I think it was the third quarter when he got his first target, and it's just so frustrating and infuriating because just all off season long, Frank Wright just talked about how they're going to utilize him. He's going to be a weapon. He's going to be a major part in the offense, drafting in fantasy, blah blah blah. And dude has been <laughs> irrelevant. And guess who drafted him in fantasy? Yep, this guy. Because Frank Rice said so. Fell for the trap. Boy, did I. I should have known that clown was going to be lying. Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> but for real, though, it, it is it is very frustrating, though, because I, I know Naheem can play such a vital role for us. And we're just not even – we didn't even entertain him this entire game. So that will be my biggest gripe with the wide receiving core. And, again, that, that or the group, in which that's not really – their fault. That's the play calling fault. And the so it's the only negative thing I really have for them. Look, we're going to talk about Matt Ryan again. Another game where Matt Ryan's game log just looks pretty good on the on the surface. 27 for 37, 356 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 109.8 passer rating. You sit there and you're like, oh, wow. Matt Ryan played pretty well. I mean, he gave it his all. And then you're a Colts fan and you watch the game and you know that's not true. He made some grave mistakes, man. He's up to nine fumbles on the year. Nine fumbles. We're in week four. He's he's had nine fumbles. Jamal, he's on pace for 38 fumbles this year. That's crazy. (laughs) Look, Matt Ryan gave us two turnovers as well. So one interception, one fumble loss. 
I will say he did have some nice drives. He was putting it together, especially in that second half in the third quarter. I mean, he was dealing in addition. He was finding his open receivers, but really it was the pass catchers who were doing most of the work because they were making great catches. They were getting yards after the catch. I'm happy to see our passing core, of course, like I said earlier, step up. But Matt Ryan, all he needed to do was just secure the ball, not make costly turnovers, things like that. I I don't want to blame him for the interception, but he's he also has five on the year for that too. It's just, I mean, it, oh, I'm, it sucks. It really does suck to see this because I thought Matt Ryan would be more secure with the ball man it I don't know Wait, what do you think no I I fully agree it is super sus I don't know what's going on it sucks and it makes me really want to just go back and watch last year and the year before that uh film in Atlanta to see because I know he wasn't having the fumbles but I want to see if his play was this the same way because I know that all we harped about everyone not just us but everyone was how he's finally getting the o-line he's finally getting weapons or all the way around him and we know we talked about the whole stat patent thing and all that stuff but it's just weird to me that he i i, I feel like i mean he had he would have had him playing at this level last year with atlanta or or technically lower for us to even think that he was going to be elevated so i really want to go back and watch some of the film from them because i just i just don't know i don't understand where the miscommunications coming in from the fumbling mm-hmm. don't know where it's coming from the interceptions i just feel like there's no rhythm there's no groove and it's not like it was a late late like accusation for us getting him or uh, you know picking him up for um from atlanta so i'm not entirely sure why there's just still so much disconnect now that we're in week four going into week five had all this offseason time and we're just they still are not on the same page. And that's not only with him and the O-line, but him and the receivers. Cause some of those passes, I, 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 and maybe he was afraid he was going to put them into tight of a window. So he didn't want to, you know, risk throwing interception, but many passes I saw today when I was at the game, he was throwing them two, three yards in front of the receiver or behind the receiver, kind of making them want, making it, making it. So they had to go get the ball as opposed to kind of putting it right into them. So it makes me wonder, is it route running? Maybe they're not on the same page with the route running, or he's just trying to play a little safer and a little more conservative. So he's, if I put it out here in the corner, then maybe they can figure out a way to get to it. But like, I, I just think that some of these things are from what we read and heard about him and what we've known for him in the past are super uncharacteristic like traits that he's showing right now. So it, it just bugs me a little bit with that. Yeah. The communication issues. I mean, they were definitely evident today. I, well, Ryan Kelly, I think he had a botched snap as well. Uh, That was almost, I I think that counted as a fumble. I'm not sure, but Matt Ryan, I think, fell on it. Um, You had a play where everybody moved except Ryan Kelly. Can't stand that. Doesn't make any sense. We all know the snap count. Yeah, I've never seen that a false start, everyone except the center. I've seen it like 10 times. it's, It's ridiculous. It's got to be on the center on that, mm-hmm. right? If Correct. everybody else is on rhythm? Correct. Yep. So we're having some center issues. Um, O-line, I, I felt, you know, there. we haven't even got on the rushing game yet. 
but for yeah. pass blocking, it was it was better this game than other games. Yeah, I would say it it got to near average. But yeah, let's just talk about the running game because that's supposed to be our strong suit, right? It it is. And just before you go into that, I do want to just point out one small thing about passing pass protection. I promise, not, I'm going. I'm not going down any rabbit holes today. But it just bugged me how much. First off, I was glad to see Froz is in there. I mean, I guess we may have sent my boy Penny to the gulag. Uh, he really may have been out of there because Froz was in there a, a lot. I just wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't sure if I caught him at the beginning of the game or not. Um, but second off, yeah, he started. He did okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Second off, it really, it really was bugging me how Matt Pryor was picking up Matt Ryan after every hit he took, which told me that Matt Pryor's man is the person who got better to hit him because there'll be zero reason for Pryor to be picking up Ryan. He shouldn't be right beside him every time he got hit. He literally <laughs> Maybe picked him up. he's just a good up. teammate, man. Bro, no, 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 no. It was just, that was, that was tough to watch just because it was play after play after play after play. And I just watched Raymond on the sideline just chilling the entire time. And I was just like, man, at some point you got to do something. Because prior, legit, I I don't know. Watching him today, I just felt like he was slow out of his, which he always is. But slow out of his stance, just got beat. I mean, you're already in a two-point stance, dog. If you know you're in a two-point stance, yo, you got to take a step back. I just watched him take one minor step back. Left his left foot would go back, but right foot wouldn't go anywhere, and he would just be stunned, and he would just get shook. Talk to him and just get beat, and then he would turn around. Now his back is facing away from everybody else because he's looking behind him because he just got beat that badly. And guess what? Now he's here to pick up Matt Ryan, and it happened play after play after play after play. And I was just like, dog, at some point, man, like, when does it end? It, it doesn't end. We knew it, Matt Pryor. And Danny Pinner were going to be our weak spots, or just question marks on our offensive line. But geez, it, those question marks have turned into exclamation marks. We have issues. I'm glad they made that change from uh, Danny Pinner to Will Fries. I mean, we saw enough yeah. of Danny Pinner last week, and I think, I mean, we I think we forced the hand of the coaching yeah. staff as fans to say, I don't think Danny Pinner's it. He's better in the backup role. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't know. Matt Pryor's had some I I've seen him do well at some points, but yeah, a lot of times he looks very slow. Very, very slow. But yeah, back to our Russian game. Yeah, Skins is Russian game. It kind of ties in with our offensive line, man. Jonathan Taylor held the forty two yards on the ground on twenty carries. That's two point one yards per carry. Way below the league average, way below Jonathan Taylor's standard. It's 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 really bad to see. There wasn't much room for him to run. He was getting swallowed up by the swarm of defenders on the Titans. Pretty sure every one of their linebackers <laughs> had a tackle for a loss on us, but uh, it was bad. It was bad. Who would have thought our run game would be holding us back? I didn't. I thought we. I thought we had a top five rushing offense. The Titans had the worst run defense through three weeks, and then we played them week four, and they look like the best run defense in the NFL. You can't make this up. You can't. Why can't we run run block anymore, Jamal? Where's that explosive Jonathan Taylor from last year? I, mean, I need answers. I, I can tell you, 
at least the explosive Jonathan Taylor portion. Dog, he doesn't trust him. I mean, he he just doesn't. He's tiptoeing back there. He, I, I, I just think that he's afraid to kind of bounce through there and try his hardest because he doesn't know what's going to hit him next. And there were like, there's been no hole developments the entire, like every play I watched there, there was no time for any kind of gap to develop. So he would have to, you know, do his kind of bounce around. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's getting hit, which goes into the fourth quarter fumble he had, which I probably was for progression. I will have to see the replay again and again. Um, he, they, they could have blown him down, but they didn't fumble the ball. First time no, it, that it was a it was a fumble. It was, was it? okay. I was gonna it say, was I, a clear fumble. I okay. I I can't. We we can't let Jonathan Taylor get a pass on that. Um, oh no! Secure the ball on third and one. That's fine. They only showed the replay once, so I couldn't I couldn't really tell what it was uh, at the stadium. So I was looking at that, but then also you know going back to JT and the O line just not blocking. It 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 scares me because I don't know if you saw, but he got injured. He did, yeah, yeah. The ankle, the ankle injury, and this, and and Frank Wright. What what I I think what pissed me off the most with this one today was I know that we preach for him to give JT the ball, but the Titans were stacking the box so heavy, so heavy, seven, eight, nine guys in there, and Wright was still just pumping it right up the gut. If you know that's happening, you know they know run is coming either a play action or B abandon the run and pass because this is the one game where when we were going for the passing, it was going, we're flowing, flowing. That's when you as a coach have to make your adjustment. You have to understand that. All right, now I'm going to abandon this and I'm going to just focus on the passing game, which is an easy adjustment to make. You would think that anyone on the offensive squad, whether that be the OC, the head coach, a position coach, someone would say, all right, we're firing on all cylinders with the passing game. Let's just worry about that but they still kept trying to feed JT. And I, I just felt like it was detrimental to him because for one, it's not a confidence booster whenever you're getting 2.3 yards of carry Two, it. It's expected that you're going to run the ball when it's, when they're stacking the box like that, they, they, they're showing you right there. They, they know you're afraid to throw on them. So they're not even respecting you enough for that. And then three, all you have to do to get out of that situation is just do a play action. You just do a play action and get out of there, and then you can dump the ball wherever you need to go. So the rushing game was terrible. Jonathan Taylor, I you know he got injured, and I guess we'll see. I think they said they think it's a high ankle sprain. I'm gonna see how he is for Thursday. I gotta yeah. feel he probably won't play on Thursday. Let, uh, let's hope not because yeah, it's a short week. Short week, yeah. We <laughs> I, as much as I want JT out there, I want him healthy. Yeah, I don't want any setbacks. But mm-hmm. yeah, Mike. Mike Vrabel, he he, I mean, Devoured. he said at halftime, he said we're gonna stop the run. We did stop the run, and we're gonna continue to stop the run. So, yeah, not really ma- any adjustments made there. Yeah, run block was run blocking was horrible. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was getting swallowed up. What you uh, think about that defense? Defense, they they took a step back. Yeah, they definitely did. I mean, turnovers, I believe, really costed us the game. But I feel like the defense wasn't great either. Derrick Henry ran all over us. 22 carries, 114 yards, 5.2 yards per carry. I mean, more than doubled Jonathan Taylor's efficiency. So very efficient day from Mr. Henry. Mm -hmm. Very inefficient day from the Colts' run defense, who 
I mean, we said it last week. We had the be- we had one of the better run defenses, like top five in the mm-hmm. NFL through three weeks. But mm-hmm. Derrick Henry is a different beast. So small sample size can't always go off of it. So you know, Ryan Tannehill also he completed eighty percent of his passes against us. I mean, he he didn't even have to air it out against us. I think he only had like one hundred and thirty two yards passing. Right. But every time the offense stepped on the field. They had great field position. Why? Because we kept turning it over. <laughs> so he didn't he didn't have anywhere to, you know, pass it to. You only have to work with twenty yards and you got Derrick Henry. I mean, come on. It was easy for him. He just had to manage the game today. And he did. He did it well. We also have to accept our pass rush isn't great. It's not it's what we obsolete. thought it was. It's terrible. No. no. It's I don't know if this is a coaching issue from Gus Bradley. Because, you know, he hates blitzing. I want to shout out Quiddy Pay and Dio Dangbo. They made some great plays. DeForest Bruckner and Ike Ngakwe, not the menaces I thought they were. I don't know, man. I'm just not seeing plays being made by these big dollar veterans. You know what I'm saying? We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. the decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team, came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. You know exactly what you're saying. And I don't know why they're not producing because it's, this, I mean, this is, they're top dogs at their position for a reason. And it's just, I don't know, man, something about the whole atmosphere feels weird. Why well, I think that, no one who sh- no one is playing to their potential uh, the only i think the brightest spot of hope was seeing Shaq Leonard today on the field but we saw how quickly that changed he, he had four tackles he had two two uh two assists or maybe it was five tackles i think it was uh two assists and three solo something like that he started off great tempo then boom concussion he's back out of the game now he's back you know he's back out um, and I just think that I definitely think that killed the morale a little bit. But my point is, is he to me, he was the only player who had that excitement. It is something weird going on where I think that all these players are just our elite players are just there. They're going through the motion. And like you mentioned with Gus Bradley, I he doesn't like the blitz. But again, his whole his whole claim to fame was how he put so much pressure on the quarterbacks and he can let anybody loose, and you know, and the and the defensive line will just be there. And they, that's just not the case. It's just not the case anywhere around. I I just think that this entire organization is just taking steps back each week, and it's just showing that there's just no progression being made. We're we're only regressing each and every week, and I, I don't know what or why, but there's something I think that we're we're all missing. Shaquille Leonard going out was, yeah, that was the worst part of the day. I 
I mean, he was in there for just, you know, some snaps, and then boom, he collides with Zaire Franklin. Zaire Franklin, is he had a good day today. I mean, he was all over the field, 15 tackles. Shout out Zaire Franklin, but it really sucks to see Leonard get a concussion. That linebacker group, though, outside of that, they were getting exploited in coverage in the early parts of the game. I mean, that's what you do. You you wanna you wanna get those mismatches on the linebackers, but dang, they made it look easy. The Titans made it look easy. <sighs> I have another question, Jamal. What it do? Is Kenny Moore a fraud? Man, Jesus Christ. Has he made a single play for us no. in four weeks after demanding a nope. contract in the offseason? Nope. I- and he got he got lucky that he didn't get burned again today on one pass. That ball was overthrown because mm. he would have got smoked. He he was five yards behind behind the receiver. I don't even know. I was thinking it was Traylon Burks. I think it was five yards behind him. And I mean, just the ball was overthrown. And I said, "All right, well, thank Jesus it was overthrown because he would have scored easily." Yeah, I look. <laughs> Kenny Moore was mad that. Oh, I I don't want to be called Nickelback. I, I'm a cornerback. I don't know, man. I I just, you know, for someone who's basically playing for a contract this year, he's not really playing, is he? I mean, he's, I hate to say he's a fraud, but there's four weeks and we haven't seen, I mean, have we seen one big play from him? Nothing, man. Nothing. And they're throwing, I mean, they're they're calling him out. They want to throw to him. I didn't see many balls thrown Stephon Gilmore's way. And I think that defensive holding call on him was bullshit. They were both hand fighting. Should have been a no call. Isaiah Rogers was out there. It was nice to see him out there. I think he made a, a good tackle for a loss on Derrick Henry. I like it because um, he wasn't getting much play time through the first three weeks. So good to see him out there. But yeah, our defense, our run defense especially, we were just letting Derrick Henry have it. And Derrick Henry actually should have had a better day, but he had two bad drops. I, I see why he didn't really get used much out the backfield for, as uh, you know, as far as third down or pass catching purposes. He's just he was getting scared. He heard them footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> he was making some drops. But um he's kinda scary in open space, you know, one on one. It's hard to make that tackle on Derrick Henry. He's like six three, two fifty or something. So he's he's he can be good if he, if he would catch the ball as a pass catcher. But I, I got one more question. What's up? Why do we let Danico Altry go? He ate on us today, man. <laughs> Two sacks, three QB hits. I mean, he had a revenge game. Yep. <sighs> I don't know, Jamal. It's just it it looks really bad. Mm-hmm. This this was what I didn't want to happen us losing divisional games to start the season. Five and seven weeks we have, and what we are now through three of them, where we lost two and tied one. We only have two left. Where do we go from here? Down. Only, and you, man, listen, all right, because what, my one question for you, Eric, is why? Why was it that the other week we went forward on fourth and fourth and three, and, you know, when we were way down on our – four or five yard line or I mean, fourth and goal I guess it was and we we're on the three yard line or whatever instead of kicking an easy field goal and getting some free points then today where it's now fourth and 13 two minutes left in the game our defense has not been holding them off the field the entire time we go to try to kick a field goal which we missed um that's 
you know, shocker story of story of Colts life. You missed a field goal. We missed a field goal. But as Frank Wright as the coach, did you really think that we were going to hit the field goal and then a either get the onside kick or B get the give them the ball with two minutes left and get it back? Like our defense hadn't held them the entire game. So why would we not just go ahead and go for the, you know, for the tie and don't worry about the three points versus a few weeks ago where we want to go for the free. We want to go for, you know, to go up by seven instead of taking the free three and we miss it. I, I Just that kind of like mentality is weird to me where I don't understand why we want to go riverboat on one scenario. But then when we really need to be worried about trying to score to tie the game up to take it to OT or like, well, let's kick a field goal. We have two minutes left. I, I, I didn't really understand that. No, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I at first I was like, okay, I guess we're gonna try to take three points, but I looked at the score. It would have still been a one possession game. We still need a touchdown. We would have been down four if we made it the field goal. So I guess he thought, you know, fourth and thirteen, odds are against us. Let's try to get a field goal. But it doesn't do anything for us. So I think we had to go for the fourth and thirteen there. Even though I mean it's thirteen yards, but I mean, we've been converting some long plays today. You know, our our receivers, they they're like averaging 15 plus yards per catch. I think it would have been better for us to just go for it then. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you love running? Do you dream of running on a forested trail or a crowded road race? Martha Runs the World podcast is the place for you. We are about running for runners. We bring you running wisdom and inspiring stories every week. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Yep, I agree. In worst case scenario, let's say we did, or not shouldn't say worst case, but let's say we caught the ball pick up 10, 11 yards. We still may be short by five yards, but now they're getting the ball back pressured. And our defense still has two minutes as opposed to us, again, kicking the field goal and still being a full uh, a full possession game for us that didn't have to get the ball back. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I know that it's easier to always critique than it is to worry about it in the heat of the moment. But I just found it very weird and interesting that he took that approach when it logically, that didn't make sense to me when we were in position to tie the game and go to OT but yeah if the score was different you know I'd probably say okay let's try to get the field goal but no in, in that scenario I think we just go for it I mean it's a long shot but we've been converting some long passes today might as well take a chance because mm-hmm. obviously they got the ball back they ran it with Henry then we got tricked they did yep. the play action, sealed Sick the game. game. It yeah. wasn't even it wasn't even a good fake like handoff. It was terrible. As soon as I saw, I mean, he had the ball <laughs> in his opposite hand. I said, Jesus Christ, they don't see it, and and he just turned around and just dumped it right over. It was, yeah. Anyway, and speaking of our kicker, I don't fault Chase McLaughlin for missing that fifty-one yard attempt. Like if he would have missed it, like a. a not a horrible miss like he did. Mm-hmm. I would say, all right, well, it was 51 yards. You know, it, it's not an automatic field goal. He tried. But, I mean, it was off from the beginning, wide <laughs> left. So I was absolutely – I was 
pissed. I was furious that, I mean, we didn't even have a chance to make that field goal. So he does not need to get elevated. We need to go back on the kicker search again. Cause <laughs> that, that was, I, I, I don't know. That was bad. Yeah. And their punter was crazy. Their yeah. special teams was great. Mm-hmm. That man, Ryan Stonehouse has a cannon. He kept putting us back in. I mean, Matt Ryan and that offense had to work hard to get those yards. It, it would have been better if he wasn't punting it so hard. Yeah. So far. So, ah, yeah. unlike Hawk who was punting it out of bounds. Couldn't yeah. believe that, but, but but yeah, Ryan Stonehouse was he was he had a great punt every single punt. But yeah, is it time to panic? I think it is. O two one in our division is not promising. I mean, if we can't win our division, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be near impossible to make playoffs. I don't think we have a shot, Jamal. No, no, God, no. It's over. It's over. Oh, it's over. Uh, it's, it's over. I was gonna say Here, there's like a six percent chance. Here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna, and I'll make this brief. Here's what's gonna happen because Jim Irsay, Jim Irsay do, does not like losing, and that's all fine and dandy. So what's gonna happen is this: they're gonna bust their ass every single every single week, sprinkle on a couple of wins, maybe end the season with seven, eight wins for lucky, and then get a a mediocre draft pick like a draft spot. And then go pick up a mediocre player, and they're going to say everything's okay. When in actuality, and which we all know, every person in Colts Nation knows, we need to go ahead and tank and pick up a franchise quarterback, CJ Stroud. <clears throat> but pick up a, a franchise quarterback, any anybody or franchise player, and 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 it just bugs me so much because I think that when I think of Jim Mercer, he wants success immediately. But just think about it like this, Eric. What when they when they picked up Peyton, they had two two or three terrible years where they won between one and three games. And you pick up Peyton, then you had fourteen years of greatness. So bite the bullet for okay. a couple. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're gonna go. Peyton Manning's do not grow on trees. I know, but my point is this. My point is this, though. What I'm where I'm getting at is this. You have to we we if we keep doing this thing of trying to win as many games as we can when it doesn't matter, and then we get a we get a I don't know we get pick number twenty four in the draft, and then we decide oh well instead of having one first round draft pick let's trade that away and get three second round draft picks, and then we keep starting this stupid cycle of not getting anybody that's worth anything. Then you're going to continue to be seven and seven and ten eight and nine, et cetera, et cetera. Or you could suck like they did when before they picked up Peyton, suck like they did before they got Andrew Luck, and hope that you can get someone who can elevate you to the next level because mobility, for one, is the biggest thing we're after right now. We all know you have to have mobility at the quarterback position, and two, you have to have a gunslinger too. And those are two things that we don't have with Matt Ryan. Uh, and, 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 and the best way to get those players are either A, to trade the whole bank Trade everything you got in the draft, or play bad, and you can and you can get somebody like that. So, but I know Jim Irsay. I know he won't do that because he cares too much about living in the now. He'll be fine with not making playoffs because the record will be above five hundred at the end of the season, which is not my cup of tea. But whatever. <laughs> I don't know if it will, but well, potential. Sorry. I so Matt Ryan looked average mobile today because i saw him make some good plays out Mm -hmm. of the pocket when he was eluding pressure yeah so i won't kill him today on mobility i will say i mean i I feel like we've had good draft picks in the future despite our 
you know, pick in the draft. You know, it's usually not top ten or something. Like I guess our last first round pick was Quiddy Pay. Can't yep. really say he's a bust. Um I guess we've I I think it's all only been second round picks besides yeah. him. Yeah, because we because we, we, we make trades for these players, uh Carson Wentz. Or or as I said, Chris Baller he will trade away our good stuff to try to pick up clumped clumps of like uh picks and I just I don't know man. Quint, I just, Quentin Nelson was a hit. He Quentin was Nelson was a first round pick. Yes, yes he was. So yes. really we we've been hitting on first round picks, I feel yeah, like Yeah, but you gotta have a first round pick. That's you gotta, true. You gotta, you gotta that's have true. It. I and think in the last the last five drafts it's probably just been those two. Yeah. And then we've had Rocky Sin, who we traded away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, for a second round pick, Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. I, I, I don't know. We found some gems, but we probably would have found more gems with some first round picks. So, yeah. you know, Carson Wentz. I think we traded one for DeForest Buckner, mm-hmm. which DeForest Buckner was great last year. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into that. But, yeah. I just <sighs> think that we we need a quarterback, and there's not going to be, I mean, you can, you can possibly find a, a decent quarterback in the second round. Obviously, you're not going to find no Tom Brady hanging around the sixth round anymore, et cetera. But I would just like to actually have a a an opportunity to get a valuable quarterback, and even if it's a late first rounder, or you know somebody who should go in the second round, but we want to jump the gun on I them. I think you will this year. You'll get that chance. I, I I hope so because I cannot watch another year of of who you know who can do it. And and again, it may be a situation where if we have our then so we have had Jacoby Phillip. Carson now Matt all since since Andrew Luck if we go through a fifth quarterback let's say for whatever reason we do manage to get one and we go and Frank Reich's still there and you get a fifth quarterback and they still haven't produced I mean at what point do you say that it's it's not the player you know we dogged Carson Wentz all last year and I know he looked didn't look too hot today (laughs) uh digs a nice little little pick um, but it's one of those things where it's just like, I just feel that it's, it's more, it's more than the players that we're picking It's more than the Matt Ryan than the Carson Wentz than the Phillip river, than the, um, than the Jacoby, because Jacoby looks decent playing with the Browns. I'm not saying he's a God, but he looks okay playing with the Browns. He looks better playing with the Browns than what he did with the Dolphins or the Colts. I can guarantee you that much. Damn, we've we've sunk really low if we're if we're hoping for Jacoby Brissett to come I'm just, back. Jesus. I'm just saying he's played better with All the right, Browns. Let's stop. Let's there. stop right now. So <laughs> I'm not saying I want him. So but you're good. saying you want to blow the whole thing up? Yes. Go yes. for a top five, top ten pick. Or 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 cheer me out. Just fire Frank Reich, and then I don't <laughs> I don't care what happens. Get rid of Reich and Ballard, I, well, and, and I don't care well, what happens. He, so Frank Reich's seat's getting hotter. I think. But how is it not? How is it not on five thousand degrees? It should I mean, have been. It, he should have melted by now. Like we, we every week, I feel like we're gonna still say he's just getting a little hotter, a little hotter, a little hotter. Dog, you. No, it's been, it, it's been hot for five years. If we lose to the Broncos, I I think it's gonna be pretty hot. And you know, going <laughs> one three and one with I mean, we have Pro Bowler after Pro Bowler on this team. Something yeah. ain't hidden. Yeah, and you gotta look at the top of the food chain, like you said. It's Frank Wright. I mean, these we're having play calling, you know, decisions that I don't think are great. Some something's not right, and it's yeah. gonna start with him. 
But do we? I, I I think we'll have a chance to get a quarterback this year, even if we get a mid round pick. I think there's some good quarterbacks still left. Will Levis has flown his stock has flown up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've heard some people say he might even go number one. Oh wow! Because they think he's the next Josh Allen. I don't know. Oof. Well, it's too early to talk about that right now, but yep. we do have a number of quarterbacks who are available who the Colts should try to swing at for the future. But I'm going to hope and pray that we can turn around on a short week against the Broncos on Thursday night. I hope so, too. I'm just a little scared because their defense is not it's, – it's a little better than our defense, so – well, their head coach is a little more worse than our <laughs> our coach. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think we have a chance. Broncos haven't looked that sharp this year. Even yeah. Russell Wilson hasn't looked amazing like he used to be. But it, it, it's time to panic, Colts Nation. It's, it's not looking great. I don't know what to do from here. But we'll see. We'll see, right? Yeah, we will see. <laughs> My good, goodness. Good luck to all of us, man. I, I, I just want to see what's going to happen over there on Thursday. Goodness gracious. Yeah, short week. Look, it, it, it's fun. I want to see the Colts do well, but it, it's also not fun to see the Colts perform like this. So, yeah. Look, that, that's going to be it for us, everybody. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast today. We release episodes bi-weekly. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube now. Oh yeah. Video cast will be posted on there. And we'll be back probably Wednesday to give you a little pregame show on the Broncos. Y'all take care. Take care.